Johnny's favorite. It was a gun for close work. The empty pail swinging from his hand, the farmer walked into the barn. Ten Killer took the opportunity to pad quietly from the scrub oak to the barn door. He stepped inside. The man worked at a small haystack in the far corner of the barn, pitchfork in hand. He turned as the door squeaked. Howdy, the man spoke, holding the pitchfork in both hands in front of him. It was a new fork and one he was very proud of. Store-bought, it had iron tangs. Johnny had learned to respect the white man's iron when General George Crook led a troop through his village a few years before. Many Apache had felt the iron. The farmer furrowed his graying brows and watched Ten Killer closely. It was not customary to walk up on a man anywhere in the West without calling out. Any man who failed to make his presence known was suspect. The farmer gave Johnny the once-over. Seeing no weapons, he slowly lowered the pitchfork. "'Got any water?' Ten Killer asked with his chin tucked close to his chest, habitually hiding the throat scar he carried from a lynch rope. Johnny hadn't expected a weapon of any kind, and the long, sharp fork surprised him. He raised his left hand palm outward in a sign of supplication and peace as he spoke. The man motioned to the side of the barn. "'Didn't you see the well? Twixt here in the house?' Johnny would have liked to have used his knife, but not at this distance. As he spoke, Ten Killer's right hand snaked behind his back under the shirt, slipping the revolver from his belt. He leveled the gun at the man and fired in one fluid motion. The reverberating roar of the shot shook the barn as the barrel-chested man was flung backwards by the force of lead slug smashing through bone. But Henry Pickett was a man of the West— He'd come to California from Nebraska, across the Great Plains, rugged mountains, and killing deserts. Like John Tenkiller, he'd faced cold steel and the fury of battle. Only his test of fire had been in Cicero, Illinois, dressed in the blue of the Union Army against the gray of the South, then again against the Sioux on the trip across the plains. Like most men who'd made those journeys, he'd take some killing." Johnny shot smack dead true and knocked Pickett back against a stall fence rail. A red stain immediately soaked Pickett's chest, but he came off the rail in a bounce and flung the pitchfork underhanded. Johnny sprang backwards and to the side in one swift motion. He thought he'd been struck as the tangs of the fork slammed into the closed barn door, pinning his trouser leg. With a desperate effort, Pickett lunged forward, blood gushing from his mouth and nose. Johnny snapped off another shot, slamming him backwards again. The stall rails weren't there to stop him this time, and the slug drove him to the dirt. Still, Pickett was not finished. He rolled, trying to rise. Tin Killer took a careful bead and shot him in the head. Pickett jerked spasmodically, then stilled. "'Damn,' Johnny mumbled, reaching down and wrenching the fork loose. "'Wasted two shells.' Johnny spun as a door slammed, and a woman cried out, "'Henry!' Her footsteps, running, approached the barn door. Johnny stepped back to avoid the door's swing. Henry, what? She stepped inside, stopping short, bringing a white-knuckled fist to her mouth when she saw her husband in a rapidly spreading pool of blood on the barn floor. Oh, Hen... She didn't have the opportunity to finish her desperate cry as Ten Killer brought the stubby, heavy revolver down across her head. She was out cold as the half-breed rolled her to her back. 
He set the revolver aside only long enough to throw her skirt up. He didn't bother to remove the cotton drawers that covered her from waist to knees. It took both hands to rip the well-sewn crotch open. He dropped his pants, then returned the gun to his hand as he pleasured himself. To his surprise, she was almost good-looking. Not that it mattered much. The soft white skin of her lower belly excited him. It had been weeks since he'd taken a woman. The rape of a conquered enemy, not a crime to an Apache, was a rite of conquest. She awoke, saw the pockmarked face of the half-breed distorted in pleasure over her and screamed. Johnny smashed her with the heavy revolver again and again. She would be pretty no more, but it didn't matter. She'd joined her husband. Johnny hitched up his pants and padded to the house. Alert for others about the farm, he entered quietly. The door slammed behind him, surprising him. Springing aside, he...